springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Every bunny loves honey-glazed carrots, a great side dish for your springtime celebration and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. From burnout and exhaustion to joy and fulfillment. Through the act of serving consciously, it's time to rediscover your passion. It's live with Elizabeth and guests on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Serving Consciously. I'm so excited, as always, to be here with you today, and I thank you all for joining us. As you know, we spend every episode talking about different aspects of the conscious service approach, um, something that I've created over the past couple of decades. And sometimes we talk about it in terms of it being a general idea or a practice or an energy, that kind of thing. Um, If you're interested in learning more, please go to my website. You can get there through servingconsciously.com. You'll find lots of information and resources there. One of the aspects of the approach is self-connection. And there are so many ways to be self-connected, many practices that we can engage in to reach this place of self-connection and sense of presence within. I've used so many different things, journaling, meditation, yoga, walking, exercise, creative expression, music, Reiki, on and on. And uh, just as a means to be able to be connected and present with myself and to hear what's going on. Well, today we are going to explore another practice and methodology that has greatly enhanced my capacity for self-connection in my spiritual journey and also as it relates to being of service. Today we are talking about the connection between astrology and spirituality. And very specifically, we're learning about the 11 steps to serious joy with my guest, Christopher Wateki. Christopher is the sensei to serious joy. Happiness is hard to come by. That's where Sensei Christopher Wateki comes into the mix. Christopher is a spiritual life coach that focuses on building inner happiness and personal joy. In fact, he calls it serious joy, and that's S-I-R-I-U-S, named after the brightest star in the sky. As Christopher explains, his mission on Earth is to help you become the bright star you really are. Christopher is a psychic astrologer, a web TV series host, and software creator that combines his unique talents to form a cohesive life coaching program for people seeking to find their joy and happiness. His weekday series, Namaste Today, provides daily spiritual guidance inspired by astrology and focuses on individual daily achievement with practical applications. Christopher has pioneered a new arm of astrological study he calls Step Astrology. His method combines the knowledge of numerology astrology and sacred geometry into a definitive step-by-step method to self-awareness. His approach, known as the 11 Steps to Serious Joy, walks you through a process of self-enlightenment, opening the doors for personal joy and manifesting abundance. Recently, Christopher launched an online real-time life coaching program called the Serious Joy Pensee Service, which I personally love, and clients enter their time and date of birth, and Christopher provides a customized day-by-day and hour-by-hour diet of personal uh, spiritual life coaching. The system Christopher designed analyzes the astrology and numerology of the members and allows him to directly coach his clients with text, audio, and videos that pertain to their story in real time. And we're going to hear more about that as we go through this hour. 
Born to a psychic beautician and a self-proclaimed Jedi Knight, Christopher grew up in a spiritually eclectic household of Catholicism, Buddhism, Tarot, Star Wars, and the occult. He discovered his passion for studying astrology at age 19 while pursuing filmmaking at Columbia College in Chicago, Illinois. At age 25, Christopher was living in uh, Los Angeles, California, and working in television production where he was discovered by a TV producer and colleague to be a very talented astrologer and psychic, and she encouraged him to pursue astrology readings full-time and introduced him to his first clients. In 2006, at age 33, Christopher launched his first YouTube web series, Soul Horoscopes, where he hosted a video horoscope for all 12 signs five days a week. That's 60 videos a week. He continued at this pace for five years, producing over 16,000 videos before moving on to host and produce a variety of free spiritual videos and topics ranging from Feng Shui to Archangels. In July 2014, Christopher began his most recent web series, Namaste Today. Airing on weekdays, Christopher provides the zodiac weather of the day and dives into a fascinating spiritual topic with tea time. And this series complements his daily sensei service. And Christopher is going to tell us more about that. I'll also be including all of Christopher's contact information in this hour and as well on my uh, website um, when we post the replay as well. So welcome, Christopher. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's an honor. And thank you for such a wonderful introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are a busy man. That's for sure. (laughs) I've been very busy. Yeah, I have been. I have a lot of nervous energy, and I have to channel it into work. That's what I found. <laughs> I, I can totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. So we've heard a little bit about your journey um, towards where you are now, what you're doing now. Could you tell us a little bit more about kind of the inspiration along the way and, and how you reached this discovery of the 11 Steps? Absolutely. Um, I got into astrology when I was 19, and um, right off the bat found that I had a knack for it. It kind of came naturally. And one of the things I noticed with it was that astrology at the time, especially the books, they kind of just told you this is who you are and there was no advice. You're basically stuck that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was kind of sometimes really frightening diagnosis. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I can remember crying a couple of times reading my books like I'm doomed. <laughs> and uh, I now realize that I think, you know, astrologers go for those painful or high moments because that's the easiest to kind of, you know, hone on or hone mm-hmm. into. But as I started to learn astrology and do astrology readings, I began to realize that um, we looked at astrology, I don't think, the appropriate way. We've kind of always looked at astrology as DNA, that you had these certain like points in your character and you were stuck with those points. Right. And what I've come to realize is not at all. Uh, the truth is, is that we are all of the 12 signs. They are all, all of them are states of awareness of our human awareness. And your natal chart, when you're born with, that just tells us how far you've come to understand each of them so far. Right. So I realized this is a progression that we have. A, there's actually a line. There's a staircase to climb. In astrology, we can become brighter and more aware in each of these states of awareness. Uh, I also was doing the daily horoscopes, as you mentioned, five days a week. And, um, you know, the planets actually move really slow. So you try coming up with 12 episodes a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like five days a week. Oh, my God. It's like and I'm not really a you know a person who likes to BS. You know, like I want to give you something to walk away with. So I was starting to get frustrated, like in my seventh month. Like, what am I going to talk about today? 
and my guides and I was just kind of staring down at the page like what am I going to talk about and my eyes honed in on the number two and my guide said talk about two and I was like wow what okay like I was like Never even looked at the, you know, the degrees before. And then I remember like a few weeks later, sometime in that same period, you know, I walked up to a bookshelf, just randomly grabbed a book and opened up a page. It was a Linda Goodman book. And you know how you just open up a page? My guides were serving me there because the page I opened up to was where Linda Goodman had uh, spoken about how the planets associate with numbers. So she had broken the code for planet to numbers. And I realized, oh, my God, I've been looking for this kind of understanding because astrology has its limits. And I feel like there's a lot more in it. You know, there's a lot more information here. And at some point, I came to this realization one day, like, I wonder if, you know, Linda Goodman's uh, Association of Planets lines up with the actual numbers of the degrees. And I began to do some research, you know, and sure enough, on a step four day, we had Uranus breakdown. Sure enough, and on a step 13 day, and I saw it over and over and over again. And as I began to progress uh, and study and meditate, um, a lot came from my guides. They just sort of told me this is how things unfold. But I wondered to myself, you know, in the process of manifestation, you know, how do we – I knew it's I know it's law of attraction. I know we have to, you know, uh, put out an energy that says this is what we want. But is there some sort of formula here? That's what I was wondering, you know, like what there's got to be a recipe from a wizard, you know, that's been left behind. Like, <laughs> right. how how do we do this? How did Jesus do the water wine thing? Like, you know, how do we actually manifest? And it just came to me again, I think, in meditation or while jogging one day. It was like the order is obvious and very simple. It's zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Right. That's that's the order. That's the order of numbers. And then I started really thinking about numbers and realizing that at the end of the day, I think human consciousness is based on numbers. Um, I think that inside that is the most fundamental consciousness that we are born with. If you had an alien land on the planet and we showed them two fingers, the aliens would be like two, right? Like <laughs> animals know when they have two chestnuts, you know what I mean? Like or two babies, like we all have this concept of zeroness and oneness and twoness and threeness and we all have these psychological associations that come with three and the stories of three and i began to realize that uh, our consciousness is built step by step uh all the way to 11 that's the primary and it starts with the invisible step of zero okay and i deliberately keep it invisible to remind you it's invisible <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> we uh is it's technically you you envision the first step of zero and move up but and that these steps of consciousness build upon each other so it was about i don't know about 4 years ago that i actually gave it a try where i actually went through the meditation myself and tried to populate the 11 steps to serious joy all around one intention that i wanted okay and at the time it was to find the perfect house and I was like I, – and so I, I tried it. I went through my own methodology, and sure enough, in 20 days, I found the perfect house. Wow. So at that point, I realized, okay, I'm on to something here. There's We definitely have this relationship between numbers and astrology. And so taking it into the astrological world, 
Um, because the human being, I think, thinks all in numbers, the degrees are very relevant. The first degree of something is associated with what we associate with one. The second degree of something is this, is associated with two chestnuts and two. You know, and and these tie into our, our consciousness. It does not really matter where we draw the map and what we call one and what we call two. The only thing that matters is that we agree that we're at one today or we're at two today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's how the whole symphony human being consciousness, I think, synchronizes. So uh, so the 11 steps to me is a process to become help you become conscious of these 11, these different, these 12 states of awareness that are within us. Right. And these 12 states are the 12 signs. When you're born a particular sign, it's that you're born good at that sign. Okay. Like right. you are, you already understand it. It's something you have under your belt. Your solar eclipse tells us another step number or conscious awareness that you are really proficient or good at. And one of the most profound realizations I realized is because consciousness builds uh, step upon step. In other words, you don't understand two if you haven't lived one, and you don't yeah. understand one if you haven't lived zero. So each step absolutely requires the previous step to be realized for the next step to open. And because that's the case, when we see planets in high degrees, we can assume that these people are masters of that particular state or step. Mm -hmm. That they have been practicing and practicing on earth, incarnating, incarnating, getting better and better at this particular uh, state of awareness. And that state of awareness could be psychic awareness. It could be our ego function. It could be our intellectual function. You see a lot of intellectual masters on the planet today because they went all crazy during the age of science. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and went way into their brains, you know. Um, and you. so as a result, a, a natal chart doesn't just tell us who we are. It therefore tells us our spiritual experience, how experienced we are, and most importantly, where we're completely ignorant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which has made me feel so much better because when I saw, you know, I have problems with protecting myself and my Pluto is at step one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm a complete baby in that sense. My Mars is at step one. I've had to go through all the steps of uh, growing up and being strong. You really get uh, – it helps you to know uh, that you, you just didn't know better, but now you can. Yes. I think for me, for sure – um, since I've been, you know, part of your your program and learning from you about these steps to serious joy, that's been huge for me is to just understand and accept. Yeah, because I don't I've had a history of not protecting myself well either. <laughs> so to just know that that's something that I tend to do makes me more aware and more apt to shift that. Yeah. Once awareness changes, I mean, to me, that is what this is all about. This is all about awareness, um, all of life. So whatever you're aware of is what you're experiencing, period. You know, whatever you're aware of is what you're in control of. If yes. you are, you know, so what I find as far as law of attraction is concerned, you take two people, one person's aware, the other person's not aware. The aware person's uh, beliefs and manifestation end up taking over the other person. Yeah. Like not taking them over, but if there's no uh, flight report filed with the universe, we're going to go with the next spell right close to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> kind of how it works, right? Totally. Just, just like if, you know, a naive person is sitting in a break room and a thief walks in, you know, they don't realize it's a thief. They don't think they, they don't realize they should protect their purse or whatever. Right. And yes. 
but once you're aware, you do. So um, awareness is, I think, what I've realized is absolutely key. And I think that's what these ancient uh, spiritual leaders were telling us, these masters, to go within and meditate. You know, there's this push to meditate. And mm-hmm. I always assumed meditation was talking to God. But um, I've found out that meditation is 99% talking to yourself. Yeah. Where you're like, where you're checking in on these different states. And that's why I like the astrological 11 state system is because you can isolate uh, a state of human consciousness and focus on it uh, step by step. And we get mixed up as humans. You know, we have all these voices inside of us <laughs> and we, we don't realize all these voices are conscious and self-aware. You know, yeah. like your body, you don't have to have a conversation with your body. It will tell you it's upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. And all the states are that way. Your ego will tell you and get angry. That's your ego talking to you. You know, and we tend to just go, think of it as, oh, my God, I'm angry. It's uncontrollable. What am I, you know, and we go off with it. What I'm teaching is, hey, your ego is firing off. You might need to sit down and, and talk to your ego. You know, like, what's the matter, yeah. buddy? You want to go burn down a city? You know, like, what's up? <laughs> you know, so when we can isolate and and we can focus on these individual voices. We really can begin to bring harmony within us. And Absolutely. That to me is like the real true world peace goal. For world peace to happen, um, I realized a while ago we have to be at peace inside ourselves. There's yeah. that's really where the that's where the war is. And human beings have been so caught up trying to survive and fighting wars uh, that we haven't really sat down and gotten to know ourselves. Uh, you know, psychology was just born in this century. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So would you say, Christopher, then that those ideas around harmony and world peace and sort of the harmony and peace within ourselves starting there, is that how you would define serious joy? Or do you have other ways of, you know, when uh, you serious joy? What does that mean to you? Good question. Um, no, serious joy actually to me means where we want to live in some absolute bliss. That nice. life is life is supposed to be fun all the time. And <laughs> When I've had experiences uh, seeing heaven in my third eye, like I have been brought to the angelic realm a couple of times, they are joking around and having a blast. There's no work being done. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I remember when you told me that in a reading that we had together, you said, you know, the angels are up there laughing, they're, they're making jokes with each other. And I, I've always sort of held that image since you said that to me and how powerful that that is, you know, because there's nothing like that feeling of, of laughing and, and being right in that, you know, experience, just the good belly laugh and, you know, so it's, joyful. It's yeah, it's, it's serious, joyful, you know, um, there's, you know, there's only a few moments that I would call what I say, we have joy gasms in life. Okay. <laughs> like, and so serious joy is, is a service that's designed to help you stay in touch with all of your stories every day. And gently, day after day, begin to massage them toward more joy. Yes. And it takes a while. You know, people have to get in touch with themselves because you want to have joy, but then your ego's acting up. And you want to have joy, but the inner baby's acting up. And you want to have <laughs> joy. So it's like, it's not something you begin right away. In fact, I think it takes 11, you know, I think it takes a full 11 steps where you have to uh, protect yourself, focus on your heart, focus on your feelings, 
and then begin to align your heart and feelings with the things you want to do outside yourself. That's basically my my approach. So the service is really to help you first calm down because you know yourself. Like mm-hmm. calm down. Nothing's wrong with you. You're just human. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's okay. And the more times that I can predict, you know, the bad days and you see it is and then you see it pass and then I predict another one and you see it is and you see it pass, you start to kind of like begin to relax, right? Yes. And and then from relaxing, then I the next part of my coaching and I'm really bringing all these layers up all the time as it pertains. I'm always reinforcing all these different points when it's relevant. That's the great thing about this uh program we invented. It's a astrology program basically with everyone's charts and numerology information as well. It's a hybrid system. It's checking the planets every two minutes, every two minutes, every two minutes, every two minutes. And as soon as it finds something um, that I've said is important, it will then reach out to the customer or the client and give them a little advice in that moment. Right. Yeah. So so I don't waste my time. Uh, so basically when it's when we're having an emotional moment, I help you through dealing with your emotions. When we're having a mental moment, I give you a little tips on dealing with what I call your smart ass, which is your mind. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, Absolutely. Um, and, and that's really the approach to helping you get into synchronicity with your own inner states. What happens is, is once you start uh, operating in harmony with yourself, okay, once you feel good, and that's one of the big fundaments, you got to feel good. And I noticed your blog talked about that, having an impression on you. Uh, Yeah, huge, huge realization for me, too. It's like you're not going to create joy if you don't feel good. End of story. Like, you know, uh, everyone has to be in the mood. Everyone knows their wife has to be in the mood. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) if you're not in the mood, ain't nothing going to happen. So, um, so feeling good is a big, is a big part of it where it's like helping you to deal with your own emotions and cope with your own emotions. And we're all frankly babies. You know, we're told to, we're told to toughen it up, shut up, come on, move on. That's not how you talk to a baby. You know what I mean? Like, and we have these inner voices that stir us up more than they calm us down. So once you are starting to feel good and see that's step two, right? Uh-huh. Then, then once you're feeling good, then we start looking the, – then the baby, once the baby has a clean diaper and is well-fed and has you know formula down her chest, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's ready to explore outside the playpen. She's ready to find the sparkly things. And I love that. You know what, Christopher? This was actually where I wanted to go next. Let's take a quick little break first, okay. and then we'll come back and give a really great overview of those 11 steps. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and we are joined today with Christopher Witecki. We'll be right back. Is part of your life mission to be of service to others? Making a difference in the world is a tall order. You are the resource when it comes to serving humanity. Beyond taking care of yourself, learn to create self-connection in your life. Integrate who you are with what you do find a source of inspiration and energy that surpasses your wildest imagination. 
Register for the Self-Connection Series at www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Look under Programs and Services for details. Ready for a little inspiration? How about a moment in time to reflect, reframe, and rejuvenate? Join Elizabeth Bishop for Serving Consciously, a new radio show airing on the second and fourth Friday of every month at noon Pacific. Tune in to learn about the conscious service approach and find out how you can integrate who you are with what you do in service to others. Call in and speak directly with experts in the field and find out how they've discovered the joy of serving consciously. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and today we are talking with Sensei Christopher Watecki. And I am just having a blast, I have to say. I'm having so much fun. Thank um, you. And <laughs> we started before the break to, you started to give us a bit of an overview or talk a bit about some of the steps, of the 11 steps to serious joy. And I just wondered if we could go through that, because I think it could be really powerful for listeners. I know it's been so powerful for me. Okay, yeah, we absolutely can go through it. Um, I'm happy to do it. So the the idea of the steps is that each one is based on the other, and the order is very, very simple to understand. It's 0 through 11. And <laughs> what we start with is step 0, and step 0 is the concept of 0 or nothing. So human beings always approach a topic with that perception. You don't realize it, but you always do an equation as to whether you know all or nothing of a subject, right? Like you have this first, and this is the boundary-making process of our consciousness. And this is Scorpio in the astrology. So in the 11 Steps of Serious Joy, the first step is Scorpio, which I'm sure will make Scorpios very happy to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because they do come first and they are hidden. They are secretive. This is a secret step. You know, the idea of holding space in our mind Okay, that was something that even in human beings learning to count, it took some cultures a long time to learn the number zero. And the number zero is this idea that we can hold space for some anything that can go inside that space, right? Mm -hmm. That we can hold God space. And it's in this zero God space that we create an idea, that we create something. So many people don't manifest things because they don't take time and space. They don't take time and space. And if you're doing it while you're driving the car or you're doing it while you're filing your nails, you're not taking time and space. The universe knows you're lying. And the thing is, is that when you create a sacred space, which I think is what altars are about and churches are about and circles, sacred circles in religion is about, you create this sacred step zero this circle in which you are sacred inside of it and everything else in the universe is outside of it. So that's that separation is was new to me too Elizabeth. I didn't learn it for a long time because I come from, you know, I come from the light and we don't draw boundaries in heaven and so 
<laughs> the idea that I kept people away from my love was really hard to learn, you know. Yeah. But once you have that protection in place, that sacred space in place, you immediately, as soon as you feel safe, your inner child will pop out. Step one, which is I love. So when the heart is protected and feels safe, it comes out. And when people who have problems bringing their heart out, I bet you're not feeling safe. Yeah. You haven't done step zero. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Like my heart wouldn't come out either in that craziness. <laughs> you know, like all these states of awareness are actually aware. For instance, if if you haven't put up your protection, you're aware you didn't, you know? Yes. And and that and so these consciousnesses are all working together to create this full reality, which is why we can't ignore them. So uh, once we have our protection in place, we can bring out our heart. Now, a lot of people who bring out their heart and feel jittery and unsafe is because, again, they didn't protect. Mm -hmm. They didn't create any sacredness before that, so they're having jitter issues. As soon as you feel your heart come online, which is step one, and if you're manifesting something, you would say, uh, you know, I'm going to hold sacred space for me to manifest something, and you come up with something your heart wants. I want a new car. Okay. <laughs> which is totally fine if your heart wants it that's the thing if it comes from the heart the answer from god is yes yes okay? i just did that actually two weeks ago i got my new car yay there you <laughs> go so a lot of times the reason why people don't get things their heart doesn't really in it or they're not they're not aware of their hearts in it or not so their heart's not going into the spell it's not going into the vibration it's not an yes. active voice in the chorus right yes so once we, uh, once love comes into our heart, then we feel that love. Step two, we immediately feel it. And human beings pretty much recognize the feeling of love more than they recognize the energy of love. Love is an energy. It's like a glowing heat in my chest. But then immediately I feel love, which is this, ah, you know, like, <laughs> right. That that awe you feel is the next layer that happens in manifestation. As soon as love is present, then love will be felt. The presence of love will be felt. And in our 11 steps, uh, our feelings are the second step. So if you think of this as a kernel or a seed building outward, you know, our core is protection. Then there's love around that. Then there's there's protection around the whole bubble. If you want to be uh, if you want to be multidimensional about it, but there's but after the love, then the love goes into emotion and our feelings. And so yes. our heart communicates through our feelings to the rest of us. That's very important to know. Your heart does not communicate through thoughts. Your heart communicates through feelings. Through step two, one goes to two. That was a huge one for me. Huge, huge, huge. Because yeah, somewhere along the way, I had turned that off. I was trying to think my feelings, and I knew that I was. And that was a big, big breakthrough that started to happen for me once I started connecting with you. That's the truth. Yeah, once I understood the steps, I saw the importance of emotion. I also saw the importance of emotion because all the master's degrees are 20-something, 20, 21, 22 are all master's degrees. And I was like, wow, every master's degree begins with emotion. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. And I began to realize emotion is very important despite what Western society has told us, you mm -hmm. know, um, and I there might be a conspiracy to shut down our emotion. You know, I think that's partly true. So step two is how you feel. And this is very important because if you love it and you feel it, those are the two key ingredients uh, to something happening. You have to love it and you have to feel it. And because emotion, I feel the emotional part of us. Uh, is is between the heart and the rest of us, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That tells us that emotion is the highway in which the entire soul talks to itself. That's so cool. It's emotion. It's yeah. not thought. The thought checks for an emotion. The body checks for a feeling. The heart checks for a feeling. Every part of you is looking for a feeling to know if the other parts of you are on board. And it's so true. That is so true. And if you – so this is why we have to really meditate on our feelings because in the stream of emotion, all the states are talking to us and we have to kind of separate our feelings like that anger. Oh, that's our ego. OK, that's our ego's opinion. OK, we heard from the ego. You're pissed. <laughs> Got it. You know I mean? <laughs> right? Weighing in a lot. That <laughs> for sure. Feel from the heart. Heart sad. OK, we got that. You know, like uh, mind is argumentative. So emotion is very, very important. It's almost it's the it's basically the cartilage of of between the two parts of our soul, the core of our heart and what we're manifesting. So after emotion, after you feel it, after you felt it and felt it and felt it and felt it, you start to believe. Step three, mm-hmm. you start to believe. Our belief comes on. And belief consciousness is really a consciousness of webbing experiences together to form a fabric, you know, which is a belief structure. Yeah. So our, our beliefs, but all beliefs, one thing interesting about a belief is a belief is created from Something sacred, step zero, something you love and something you feel, not something you measure. And that's where science has thrown us off a bit. If we're in the world of creation, then you believe it because it comes from your heart. You believe it because you know you will make it true. Yes. Right? Not because someone else has done it, because your heart believes and feels that it's possible. So once you have our beliefs in in order, step three – And so if you were manifesting something like the car, it's like, do you love it? Oh, I love this car. Do you feel yourself inside this car? Oh, I feel myself inside this car. (laughs) Do you believe, sister? Do you believe this car is for you? Do you believe you're the person for the car? Do you believe you can make it happen? Yes, exactly. That comes from the heart. And then, then step four is, and this is the most complicated step for people, I belong. Well, if you believe, then you belong here. Yes. Okay. Like, and that's the part of that is law of attraction. So it turns out law of attraction in in manifestation happens at the fourth step. It wow. doesn't happen as the last step. It happens at the fourth step. At the fourth step, energetically, the universe says, "Well, if you love, feel, and believe, you belong over here." Yes. Okay. And the matrix holds this. This is what I've learned is that. The way God can allow anyone to manifest anything they want from pink dragons to black spells, okay, (laughs) is that there's a time and place for it. Yes. That there is a time and place in the universe where that belongs. You may have it, says God, but there's a time and place where it belongs. You want to be a cannibalist? We got a nice little village down in South America for you. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) right? Like, You can have anything you want, believe it or not. You might be alone if you're super unique, but I doubt it. I think we all at least have at least one one mirror of ourselves, you know. So, <laughs> so the belonging part, is, you know, for me, as far as belonging is concerned, you basically say to the universe, all right, well, then my heart belongs in that car. My heart belongs yes. in a car like that. My heart belongs in that experience. Basically, you sign up and say, yes, bring it to yeah. me. Okay. So step four is I belong. Step five is I think. 
All right. And technically, remember, one step leads to the next. So as soon as you love it, you can feel the love. As soon as you feel it and feel it, you start to believe. As soon as you believe, you know where you belong. Right. And when you say and when you say you know where you belong, you're basically saying, I think I know where it is. Okay, like (laughs) so the our thought processes really our intellectual state of awareness. It's very interesting. It's step five. Step five is Gemini. We're in step five right now. Step five is halfway between the top and bottom, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's like it basically intellectually, your intellect reaches all the way down to feelings in the heart and all the way up to manifestation. And step five basically is that um, train station. It's where our mind starts to put this all together and begin to form the intellectual structure of what we're creating. Right. right? And if you're manifesting something, then, you know, you have to accept where you belong. You know, so if you belong in that car, you might have you might belong in Detroit buying it. Right. (laughs) You can't fight where your belong is. And then once you accept where you belong, all your thoughts have to be in agreement with getting this right. And with yourself, all your thoughts have to be in agreement about yourself. So this is where we have to manage our thoughts. You know, um, and choose and use the compare and contrast to really create what it is that we want and not have anything in our mind working against that. Yes. Which is part of that mind game. Step six then is I receive. So at the point of having it all clear in the mind, that's when you can go, "Ah, okay, bring it. The fun part. (laughs) I'm open. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk to the dealer. At that point, you actually open your heart up. And that was interesting to me when I was studying the 11 steps because with a lot of people with love stories in their life, you know, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but can you open your heart up? Step six. Yes. Right. And that's where a lot of people break down. Um, It's not that they don't love. It's not that they're not attracting love. It's that they're not opening up to the love that's there. Yes. They're not accepting and receiving it. And at this point, if you look at it from a manifestation point, opening up is saying, okay, universe, get me pregnant. Get me pregnant with this manifestation. You've got to open up and allow the universe to come in intimately and work with your energies. And so it's an intimate process. The truth is individuals choose what they want to manifest, but the universe uses every other individual to make it happen. Right. All right. So we have this idea that we are an island. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you put out a wish and the rest of the tribe helps you with it. You know what I mean? Like so once you put out the wish, you have to be open to talking to the finance person. You have to be open to talk all these little helpers God is going to send to yes. get you that to get you that car. Bad credit? Okay, talk to this guy. You know what I mean? Like and you have to remain open, and this is where people shut down too. Like, nope, it's got to be this. Okay, you're not remaining open. You're not letting us help you, right? Step six is Libra, um, and this is the point. Once we're one thing about being open is you have to be in balance and you have to be in peace. That's something that's kind of built into it. So to open up, you really have to be at peace with yourself to open up and receive, and so. The receiving step does require that the five steps below it are in alignment, I found. A lot of times, for instance, people haven't protected themselves, so they skip step zero, which is why they can't open up at step six. It's like, oh, I love them, blah, 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 but because you've done nothing for a backup plan and have no plan B, you can't open up at step six. 
yeah. get open up because you haven't protected. It, it probably won't go wrong, but we're talking about getting you in the mood to open up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So step six is a um, – uh, and there are guys out there that are very good at getting people to open up, right? <laughs> like, I would imagine if we studied those bar guys, you know what I mean? Like, I bet they work through the steps like, baby, you're safe with me. Oh, step zero. I love you. Oh, there's step one. You can see it all happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm totally. right now. Step two, I believe we're meant to be together. We belong <laughs> together. Step four, it's like, she's going to go home in two steps. <laughs> it's a process. And we operate on these levels. So I, I think a human being is not aware that this is how we tick. You know what I mean? Like, and it does, if you know the formula, the combination is safe, it's going to last. So step six is, uh, is I receive. Now, what we really receive at that point is step seven, what we sense. Yes. Now we're opening up to receive from the universe. I mean, we're opening up to receive, um, you know, help from, for financing all those different things. But actually, from the point of opening up, what you open up to is the, your higher self, God in the universe, what you sense, step seven. And step seven is our psychic sense. It's the Pisces uh, state. Mm -hmm. Pisces are walking spiritual modems, as you well know, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are logged into the earth and logged into God at the same time. Never quite have the whole Pisces, right? Like, because they, because they are this modem energy. And that's what step seven is. It connects us to the rest of us. And I believe that's because, um, we're down in the sandbox. We're free to create anything we want to create, but we forget we did come down here for a reason. Yeah. And that reason is each of our own reasons, you know, like, you know, uh, so the step seven sense is really a check with your higher self. It's really when you file the flight plan with the universe and go, hey, I'm thinking about flying over here. Any objections? <laughs> you're like, I'm going to manifest me a new wife. Is that going to be a problem? I'm going to manifest <laughs> me a new car. Is that an issue with our Akashic record? Is that in the books? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, was that in our plans? And one thing that does happen a lot of times with people's lives, it's it's what they did wrong, quote, quote, was they got off the path of what their spirit intended to do. Yeah. And I've seen this in afterlife readings and stuff where people passed on. It's like uh, they weren't listening to their spirit. Their spirit got frustrated, pulled the plug, canceled the production. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why i incarnated you child you know what i mean like you're finished <laughs> we've already been that person a thousand times if you check the akashic and there you are running down the path again so checking with spirit is to align with your higher self and also it's part of what coordinates your journey because um uh basically when you get the sense to go when you get you know it, the universe will tell you when to go. The universe will tell you where to go. The universe will tell you you should go to that Sunday sale at the car lot. You should, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it really is an important step that people often skip. Um, the other thing that's important for too is as you move later in the s steps of your serious joy and manifestation and you're having to be patient, uh, it's your step seven I sense that tells you it's coming and to chill out, you know, yes. chill out. Yes. A lot of people ruin the spell by adding more ingredients, thinking it's not working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe it needs more pepper. It needs more step four, you know? like, And it's like, no, you're not listening to step seven. You'll sense when it's ready. Yes. There's a time and place in this physical universe for your creation. Um, you must listen for when it is. 
right? And I That's haven't true. found that you wait too long. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's so true. And I agree. And I, well, part of my going through this process, I think too, with the car was like a practice run with all of this, you know, this manifestation stuff, um, and the steps that you present for us. And it was just interesting, but I definitely felt that it was, I knew that my old car would be okay until I got the new car. Like I just knew it. And it was like, just go through, there's going to be a few other things. And I just followed it and it ended up being quite a pleasant experience as opposed to something that was stressful, you know, like it was the last time I went through it. So it was just very interesting to listen to that part and to pay attention to it. Thank you very much. And um, I'm not, it's not easy, is it? Like, no, because your senses are like, everything's okay. And you're like, damn it. Okay, fine. You know, like, <laughs> Ego's upset. You're like, fine, I'll listen to us. Fine. You, know, yeah. you, don't, you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, you still want like absolute concrete evidence right now that it's going to come. Yeah. I, I have learned the hard way. Like, if my sense says it's this way, we're not going to argue with it. We're going to wait and see. Yes. And risk being the fool, risk being the idiot, risk being the fit. All these things are ego and mind is coming up with what might happen. If your step seven says it's okay, shut up. Yeah. You know, and learning to actually put a boundary between the steps. That's one of the things I've realized. Each of the steps need a little bit healthy boundary between them. They tend to gang up and try to go, you know, uh, trample on each other's territory. The dumbass and the smartass, uh, ego, step five and step nine, they always gang up. Those two sides of us always work together mm-hmm. where the ego will say one thing and the mind will react and step seven the whole time is say, <laughs> it's fine. You know, yeah. go fine. Go to your corners. <laughs> yeah. Chill out, boys. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I have the, uh, affectionate terms dumbass and smartass for those two, uh, because I feel like there is a hierarchy inside of us you know what i mean like <laughs> democracy in the world it's not a democracy inside i'm the king the heart right yes so after you sense it then you move to step eight which is you decide and deciding is a very important thing because that's the commitment yes. and basically the universe does not bring anything without a signed contract if there's not a commitment from the heart that you're going to stick with this if you can't hold the note then why is the rest of the universe going to manifest for you Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> like that's just a mature level of maturity. It's Saturn. It's Capricorn. It's a decision. And at this point, you're also usually cutting away from something else. We don't realize it, but we live in a compare contrast reality. So when you decide, you're also saying it's not going to be that car. It's going to be this car. Yeah. There's always a not to make the this. And some people go, isn't that negative? The world really works on negative and positive in this reality. If you don't identify the negative in the spell, uh, someone else will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, So you have to say to the universe, and none of this and none of that crap either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the universe obeys. It obeys. It's only the time you don't say it. You'll find that things go wrong, right? So the decision is. I am not this. I am. I am that. And that's literally the, you know, the eight, the number eight is literally that you have the, I'm not is the bottom circle. The I am is the top circle. And you have this division. And at that point you basically have uh, fertilized the egg. Step yeah. nine is I act, I am. And this is another important step that people don't realize. You can't just sit in Indian style for two hours. You have to get up and do something. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> 
You have to put it in motion, if not symbolically, which I think is what rituals and burning lists and wish list paperwork into the air. You know, that's all step nine, taking action, putting it into motion, making the first phone call. Basically, in this universe of molecules dancing off of each other, create a wave. Yes. You know, create a wave and begin that wave process and put it into action. I call it I act I am because in the moment of acting, you are what you are manifesting at that moment. Mm -hmm. And remember, you are the battery. You are the battery that's manifesting. You must, you know, you must become what it is you want to have come to you. What you be is what comes. That is the law of attraction. Uh, we don't realize it. We think it's what we focus on with our wish board is what comes. No, it's what you be while you're focusing on the wish board. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. If you're not being really, sorry, Christopher. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You've really pointed out that in the last while that I've, I've, I mean, I'm sure you've been doing it all along, but you know how certain things sink in in certain moments about um, the process that we get focused on the outcome yeah, and we aren't being, you know, what it is we think we're going to achieve or create or become. We're not being it as we go through the process. And that's where things fall apart as well. I found that super powerful too. Yeah, that is the final step. We, um, you know, when we say I act, I am step nine, at that point, we're putting the action. We are acting on it. We are doing it. Step 10 is, to love and trust. It's actually step 10 is two numbers. It's step one and zero again. Yeah. And this is fascinating to me, which means and a Taurus is step 10, which means a Taurus is really a Leo and a Scorpio got married. <laughs> think about it. Um, and I manifest is basically the egg you hold with love and protection in a womb or in an egg. These actions that you are doing, you hold them with love and with love and protection mm-hmm. for for a period of time and space, step zero. Yes. So, so basically the chicken has to sit on the egg. Like, and this is step 10 is another step that people don't get. It's like, why isn't he here yet? Should I do something yeah. to do something wrong? I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you got to love and trust. Yeah. Yes. That is where the faith and patience pays off. And basically you love and trust for a period of space and time. And then you move to step 11 where you become what it is that you want to come. So at some point you just become it. It just becomes who you are. And as a result, reflections of you, that 11 is a perfect metaphor. The one attracts one just like it. Mm-hmm. In this law of attraction. And of course, one and one act add up to a two. So when you are becoming something, you are feeling it. Yes. And that's, that's where the next level of step astrology goes is you start adding the numbers together to get a third dimension. And really, we're always in three dimensions. But by 11, we're in three dimensions, the one, the one and the two, basically. Yes. Oh, that, thank you so much for going through those steps. It's so powerful. And I just want to tell listeners as well that um it's still there on your and on the news service right christopher on the website if people go to seriousjoy.tv they can find actual audios about each of those steps can't they yes i did a full i think uh 20 minutes or more on each of the steps <laughs> and it's so powerful like i i listened to that with um my writing partner um we, we each took our time and listened to it and have been applying to you know our next manifestations <laughs> and it's 
super helpful. So I would really encourage people to go to seriousjoy.tv and, and uh, check that out for sure amongst all of the other information that is there that Christopher shares so graciously. Mm. Um, Christopher, are there any bits and pieces and announcements that you'd like to share with the listeners here um, in our last few minutes together? Well, I just want to invite people to try my service, if that's all right. Yes. Like, I've created this amazing service I'm very proud of um, that basically putting your date of birth in time and I text message you through the day and there's an online application that gives you an hour by hour of kind of how your day will unfold. And I, I basically coach you step by step, day by day. We never really go more than one step a day and help you build self-awareness around yourself. And I do audio, like little audio broadcasts in the app each day for my uh, subscribers. And you also get, it also incorporates with my Namaste today. So I theme all the content together each day so that we have a kind of a cohesive lesson. And uh, it's, you could try it for a month for $3.99. It's at seriousjoy.com. Yeah. I figure a month will let you know whether it helps you. I find that I, most people try it and um, they very much appreciate that there's this voice on their side continually reminding them that they're not crazy. Everything's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I have loved it since I, I joined. And I've also, um, as well, just for listeners, I've done a couple of personal readings with Christopher as well that have really, really shifted my perspective on things. And um, and got me centered in my life and, and really showed me where I needed to, to go and what I was learning about. And the, the service, the daily service. I mean, there's so much in there. Like you said, the Namaste today, the audio is Monday through Friday. There's pep yes. talks in there that are additional. There's all the texting and information throughout the day. And there's um, monthly megascopes that you do as well for um, all of your joiners. And, and there's also on Facebook. What is that? The Namaste Today dot club on Facebook. Yes, we do. For those who want to hang out and rub elbows with other light walkers, uh, we have a club on Facebook, namastetoday.club. And you'll see also there I post my weekly series, Namaste Today, in there. And you can hear about my service there, too. And if you would like a personal reading with me, that information is also available. So uh, I'm here to help and serve. And I appreciate you, Elizabeth. And I appreciate you, too, Christopher. And that, I mean, you just mentioned the term light walkers. And we're going to have to get together again and talk about that more the next time. I, I would love that. Make, yes, I would love it too. I would just want to make sure that the listeners um, got to learn about the service that you're providing um, in the world, Christopher, because it's it's so valuable, it's so beautiful, and it's so filled with joy. I absolutely love listening to you every day. And so I, want, I will also be putting all of the um, contact information with the replay link um, up on my website in the next couple of days as well so people can find Christopher's contact information there too. And you can get to my website through servingconsciously.com. And Christopher, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. I just had a blast and I hope you did too. I had a wonderful time. You have a wonderful energy. You know that Pisces, Pisces girl. <laughs> like, oh, thank you so you're much. You're a cozy host. You make it very easy. So thank oh, you so much. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm so glad. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in today and sharing your energy with us. And I know for all of my friends in the States, I believe it's a long weekend. It's a holiday weekend for you, isn't it? Yay, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Serious <Ours> joy. <laughs> Serious joy is right. We had ours last Sunday. Oh, but I'll good. celebrate in spirit with all of my American friends. So thank you, everyone, for being here today. You've been listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and we were blessed with the presence of Sensei Christopher Wateki today. Thank you again so much, and have a beautiful long weekend. 
Thank You've you. been listening to Serving Consciously with your host, Elizabeth Bishop. Consciously create your approach to work. Visit www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Join us on every second and fourth Friday at noon to continue rediscovering your passion. A factor that seems casual is claiming tens of thousands of LGBT lives every year. Tobacco. Yes, smoking cigarettes can damage nearly every part of our bodies. So we choose to keep this life free from tobacco. This free life. Freedom to be tobacco-free. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Every bunny loves honey-glazed carrots. A great side dish for your springtime celebration and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! 